investing with Let's Venture, learn from the angels. We are fortunate to have Sanjay Mehta with us. And, uh, you know, for those who don't know him, Sanjay Mehta is based in Mumbai, India. He's popularly known as the angel investor and acts as a mentor to many entrepreneurs. But little is known about how Sanjay actually went about becoming the angel investor for so many startups. Today, Sanjay Mehta has about 80 plus startup portfolio companies, technology evangelist. He's an investor in cryptocurrency. He works with multiple family offices to build investment syndicates. He also has a lead syndicate on Let's Venture. Uh, Sanjay has successfully exited two software businesses. I'm very delighted to have Sanjay on this podcast. Thank you, Shanti, uh, for this opportunity. And uh, thank you, Let's Venture, for having me on this show. It's a great initiative by Let's Venture, and I'm sure a lot of uh, investors and uh, entrepreneurs will get benefited uh, over the time. As a lead investor, Sanjay, right, how do you do due diligence of the startups you invest in? So what is the process? Do you do you kind of do do the diligence before you decide to lead or then, you know, you decide to lead and then you continue to do your due diligence on the startup? How does that sure. process work? Uh, so I, I have my own set of filters. Maybe uh, everyone will have uh, some set of filters. But typically, when I look at deals, I would not invest into single founder company. Uh, while there are exceptions, but uh, I would avoid single founder companies. Uh, if founders can't, so if some founder will say that I'm, I have a difficulty in getting a co-founder, for me, that's the biggest red flag. Uh, because if he's unable to sell his story or getting a co-founder on board, then uh, me as an investor, I'm not going to buy that story. Uh, if this are there are incomplete team, which means that uh, there are great business guys who have got fantastic idea, but do not have a CTO. Or uh, these are great technical guys, but do not have uh, the right uh, sales mindset or finance understanding. And uh, uh, the team is incomplete and, uh, you know, they they are looking across saying that if you get funded, somebody is going to join. So I, if there is no skin in the game from the founders, then uh, I would avoid that. Uh, there are times where, uh, you know, you've seen across founders, uh, uh, typically uh, you are unable to trust them or they are inexperienced because of their, you know, they are uh, quite young and they have very little knowledge about how the business uh, side of uh, things work across. They might have a great idea, but uh, chances of them to get uh, uh, execution right is difficult. Then uh, there are startups where if they are, uh, hiding uh, some data or, or you know, they are not transparent to share everything, uh, then you would try to avoid it. Uh, startups where they don't know how they would make money, uh, you know, or uh, chances of them making money is remote, uh, I would not uh, invest. Uh, if these are great, uh, you know, business or finance guys, or a chartered accountant, but if I can't believe that you can make a great tech product, uh, I will not uh, invest. And uh, if founders or CEO 
uh, are uncoachable, uh, then I would not invest. Uh, if startups are extremely expensive or costly in terms of their uh, cost of customer acquisition, uh, I would not invest. Um, if you don't, uh, if founders have a great idea but don't have the domain expertise, so for example, if a founder will come to uh, with a pitch saying that you know I'll solve a cancer uh, uh, problem in the world. Uh, by hiring scientists and by hiring a team, but I don't know anything about that business and I come from a business background. So I would not invest into it, you know. Uh, uh, so basically, uh, you try to filter out the stuff and uh, then try to see across what are the strength uh, from the management team side of it. And based on that, you would uh, typically... Uh, look at uh, so I, I have a scorecard kind of stuff where I would give across management team uh, up to zero to thirty percent size of opportunity uh, zero to twenty five percent product and technology zero to fifteen percent marketing sales channel business model zero to ten percent competitive environment zero to ten percent and others zero to ten so typically. If I put the score and if that score does not cross across 75%, uh, I would not invest. So that is a great framework. I think we should put use this to put it up to other founders and how you can actually create your own scorecard because you know, you know how you are looking to investors and whether you are ready to go and actually raise angel investing. Now coming to, you know, you talked about a point about the the founders uh, cost of customer acquisition being expensive right just leading on to that point do you also not believe that the cost of the company to the angel investor has to be also right right so they can't be at a very high valuation and as a lead investor how do you set valuations and you know do you co-opt with other investors do you discuss it internally or do you look at industry benchmarks so how do you come up with this process of setting a valuation uh, for the company so Shanti, want uh, uh, there are many ways where uh, you know startups can be valued the way i look upon and this is my uh, belief is that i work with the founder to arrive at a business plan where i would have them rightly funded not underfunded not overfunded but rightly funded to the point that they can raise the next round of money. Now, if a company is into B2B enterprise tech, the founders have built the product, there are some customers paying customers, then typically you would do across uh, the valuations very differently. And if it's a consumer uh, play and uh, they already have built the product and there are uh, customers and high growth is visible, you would value the company very differently. And their requirement of uh, funding will be at a different scale. Then you work out into split that whole uh, fundraise into uh, one or two tranches depending upon uh, what's the comfort of founder and what business would require as an uh, initial capital. And then... Uh, work out an equity math in terms of where you are able to have 
minority uh, stake into the company and leave enough equity on the table for the next round of investors to come in. So this would require across a case-to-case study with uh, each of the companies where you would invest across. But if I were to give you an average uh, number uh, with an Indian context, uh, typically if a startup is uh, pre-revenue, a valuation of around a million uh, is uh, what is being looked upon with uh, their fundraise million would be around six to seven crores and uh, their raise of around one to two CR. Uh, and if uh, the uh, the company is uh, revenue generating, has got a couple of customers, has been in existence, uh, the proof of uh, uh, concept is validated, uh, 